Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 616, recorded live on Sunday, December 1st, 2019. And here are your hosts, the man who most likely does not have 616 or ringing any bells, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who has to deal with 616... On a weekly basis, Andy Lowe, hi. I feel like it's an area code. Yes. And it's a Michigan area code. Yeah. It's it's the West Coast, right? Yes. Okay. What about it? 616 is Grand Rapids. Okay. It was one of the three, I think it was, yeah, one of the original three area codes in Michigan. Sure. You had 313. Yes. 616. 616. 517 is the last. Okay. So, yeah, 313 was the east side. 517 was Lansing Center. And then 616 was basically the rest of Michigan. Every Everything else. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Why, why are you worried about the 616? Well, no, I have to deal with that all the time because a lot of the people that I work with still have 616 area code numbers. Right. Because I work with a lot of people who live up in the Grand Rapids area. So their cell phone numbers, you know, house numbers, everything is with the 616 area code. Okay. But again, like, why is the, why was that your introduction? Usually there's, there's some inciting event or there's some thing that happened to to pull those together why because this is episode 616 i will not be able to talk oh! about 616 it's it's epi- i missed that i i kind of tune out the <laughs> opening like the very opening the like welcome to our but like yeah Okay, that makes more sense. That makes way more sense. Yes, this this is episode 616. So this I had to bring up... The 616. The 616, yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes so much more sense. I was just thoroughly confused. And I guess that's entirely my fault, because, you know, I, I don't pay attention to what Andy says. Oh. What? Just not paying attention. I mean, come on, I'm not the only one guilty of that. Yeah, true. Sometimes, yes, I... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We have 12 area codes now, just in case you're wondering, in Michigan. <laughs> started started out with just three area codes. I remember the switch from 313 to 734. That was probably what, in the... Created in 1997, yep. I do remember that switch. Yeah. Wow, jeez. That was that was a that was a thing there. Yeah, which side were you going to be on? Were you going to be on the 734 side or the 313 side? 3 and 3 more being, you know, Detroit proper. Mhm. Oh, dear, oh dear, oh dear. There is an actual 13th planned area code that is currently not yet in service according cool. to <laughs> I didn't know there was they were still planning these things. I mean, they need them, don't they? Yeah. The whole point of an area code is to avoid the overlap. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only have, what, like a million numbers less because you have to eliminate certain ones. Yeah. Uh, you can't start it with one. Nope. It can't start with 911. Nope. And, you know, five, we, we talked about this on an episode, didn't we? The numbers that you weren't allowed to use. To start a phone number? Yeah. Uh, it probably did. But again, I repeat myself. I just kind of tune you out sometimes. <laughs> do, do you know what's funny, though, is um, Wisconsin has a possible upcoming um, area code change. Yeah. Woo. 
<laughs> okay. Area uh, area code nine two zero. Hang on. Wisconsin area codes. List of Wisconsin area. Wow, that is a lot of area codes. Oh no, it's just okay. It, it's a lot of regions, counties, city blocks. I don't know what the granularity of this map is. Those are not counties. What is going on in this map? Those are the area codes. Yeah, but the the more granular one. Go in. Are those prefix numbers? They're city names. But like, they're... Because I see like Platteville, I see Sauk City, there's McFarland. There's Rib Lake. There's Verona. Yeah. But like, okay, so they are cities. Yep, there's Verona, there's Mount Horeb. But what, like, A, the cities aren't that big. Wisconsin is not a big city that touches itself. Like... I don't get this. These borders are those counties. No, and you like, wouldn't have that many. No, they're counties. not counties. They're definitely not counties. And also, Milwaukee is a giant city that is a zip code to itself. <clears throat> like they're city borders, but they're not the borders of the city. They're like it's as if see, because like this isn't even all the the unincorporated territory. Like there's a lot of unincorporated territory in Wisconsin. There's Paoli, which is literally. In officially unincorporated territory, which I don't know how that works, but it does. Well, the source of the map that you're looking at is the Public Service Commission of Wisconsin. So maybe those are public service areas? I guess. Okay. So what's the new zip code and where, not zip code, area code, and where will it go? It's going to be inlaid on the 920 area, and it's going to be 274. Okay. I mean, this map has 274 on it. <clears throat> so that you know they've already sequestered 274 to be i see yeah in that area but 920 is not predicted to be exhausted <clears throat> until 2028 okay so, so you, sometime in the next decade they'll yes. split that area in two yes i mean there's door county in there so like i guess resorts need a lot of phone numbers see alabama just got one <clears throat> literally Why last month talking about this this is like <laughs> Alabama got a new area code last month. South Carolina's got one next year. (laughs) This is the most (laughs) thrilling discussion I think we've ever had. Area codes got you on the edge of your seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I come to listen to this show for. (laughs) The future plans of area codes. codes. Seriously, like, come on. But I, I, so you see why I had to go with this because this was area code six one six. It's you know sure, sure. If that's if that's what makes you sleep at night or helps you sleep, I don't know. I think it's going to put me to sleep. So <laughs> I think I'll go with makes you sleep at night. <clears throat> All right. Sorry, my sister just tagged me in a Facebook memory. Yeah, good one. Just a picture of us from twelve years ago. Aww. I know. Shouldn't those go up on Thursdays? I don't know. Oh, it was posted December 1st, 2007, which is interesting because the actual picture is Thanksgiving Eve, 2007. So I, I don't know. Sorry, that just, I got alerted to that. You were tagged okay. in a photo. What, what photo? Who's doing this tagging? Yep. How dare they? Mm-hmm. So to get off of phones, should we talk about phones? <laughs> uh, and, and just swap the way that we're talking about it? Because I've got I've got a couple of phone topics here. A couple of phone topics. Yes, well, I should probably refresh the topic list so I know what topics we're about to talk about. 
Uh, sure. What what phones would you like to talk about? Well, let's let's start with the at the top. Samsung has announced Play Galaxy Link. Okay. I'm sure. Sure. Go ahead, Samsung. Do your best. What, yes. What is Play Galaxy Link? Andy? Play. Well, it's basically Steam Link. <laughs> But what does it connect to? Because Steam Link connects to your Steam. Yes. This one, you put uh, an app on your PC, and you put one on your phone. Yeah. And then you can stream what's on your PC to your phone. To your phone. So literally what Steam Link does. Yes. But this one, you know, is specific to Galaxy Note 10, Galaxy S10. Uh, Next month, you get the Galaxy S9, the Galaxy Note 9, the Galaxy A90, and the Galaxy Fold for those two people who still have one and haven't broken it yet. (laughs) Oh, it was... I, I don't... Also, what's the deal with folding phones? Why is that a thing? Why are people trying to make that a thing? Andy, stop them. Because they want a smaller phone in their pocket, but they want a bigger screen in front of their face. And Buy the only way to get those two things is to fold the phone in half. Buy a projector or get a laptop. But the projector needs a wall, so you can't just pull it out randomly. Okay, so they want to let you play... That controller, man, is just, like, hideous. Yes. <laughs> I... It's like they oh, that, tried to... The controller for the, it, it is the controller for this. Wow, yeah, that is still hideous. It looks like they tried to do a Switch controller, maybe? But then also try to make it look like... But bad? It. You know what it reminds me of is, like, a film cartridge. What? For, it looks like a film cartridge for, like, a medium or large format camera. <laughs> okay, oddly specific <laughs> reference. It does! Look at it! I've never seen what a film cartridge for a large format camera looks like. Oh, do you see the Play Galaxy Link? Yeah. It looks like that. <laughs> Circulative logic. This looks like that. Well, what does that look like? Well, it looks like this. this. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense to me, doesn't it make sense to you? Oh, yes. No, perfect sense. I sort of, yeah. see, a, I sort of see a switch, and I sort of see, um, oh, the one back during the Game Gear age, the, the, the Lynx? The Game Gear? The Lynx? The Atari Lynx? Yeah, doesn't that kind of look like the, the Lynx? I, sure? Okay, no, I'm not thinking of the Lynx. What handheld unit am I thinking of? The Neo Geo? Maybe. Hold on, I'm scrolling down the list. Not the Nomad. Not the Game Boy. Not the Definitely N-Gage. not the Game Boy. <clears throat> it's, it's got a little bit of vibes of the Vita. The PSP? Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of the PSP. But it I swear there was the one that was, had, you know, that sort of, like, circular grips with the angles on the bottom. Circular grips with the angles on the bottom. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not, not even... How about just the Wii U? Does it look like a Wii U? Mm. Can we just go with that? Given that I'm looking at a Wii U right now, and I'm like, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, I could sort of see like a Wii U sort of thing. Or like a large format film cartridge. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they took the PlayStation controller and smashed it together into a Switch. Yep. It's like they did a really bad job. (laughs) That's what they did. Well, my question is, is how will it feel in your hands? And also... 
how the heck is it going to... If I'm going from a PC to a handheld controller... Not a lot of games do that very well. No. The ones that do were, you know, released on the console. Yeah. So I guess like FIFA, right? The game that they're showing. Yes, I could see that, yes. Yeah. No. No, it's bad. I don't like it. Yeah, supposedly you can handle it using Wi-Fi or 4G slash 5G. Ooh. Yeah. They don't have phones that, you know, are 5G yet? Uh, They've got a one... A 1T something, I think, is a 5G. But, like, we don't have 5G. Technically, we yes. do. Where? Um, not a lot first of places. Off, wait, first off, has the 5G standard been finalized? <sighs> I'm not sure. Let's see what it says. <clears throat> Standards. Pre-standard implementations. <laughs> So, um, uh, the first phase, yes, technically has, uh, been there, but the second phase is due to be completed in 2020. So we're in that weird phase right now, like we had with 4G and it was, you know, HP, HSPA mm-hmm. and LTE kind of fighting for what 4G was. We're in, we're in that type of thing. So, okay. Right now, it looks like just the we're in the capabilities phase. So 5G is supposed to do X, Y, and Z, but we don't actually have everybody agreeing to the same way of doing it. I I don't know what. To, okay, so we do technically have 5G, but it's not standardized because yes, the, it hasn't been finalized. Okay. Where? Um, Atlanta right now is the first city to have it from all four car- uh, carriers. Um, Atlanta's got you, all four. Dallas, Fort you know Worth my has next got... question, right? Yeah, what? Why Atlanta? Probably the city gave them some sort of incentive to... Okay. I was just curious if like they, they had some sort of affinity to the city that would lead to that. Probably. Okay. I, I don't know what else to say about this. This it's, is like... The Steam Link doesn't work great either. Why? <laughs> Recommended computer specifications. Your um, internet bandwidth should be a gig. What? <laughs> Recommended computer specifications. The network card or the actual, like, internet connection? It says AP, so access point, one gigabytes bandwidth. I mean, my my mesh network does have that. So you could probably do this over but- the Wi-Fi. But my cable modem doesn't. <laughs> so, so yes, this could work for you if you had a Samsung phone on your Wi-Fi. And it's limited to just Samsung phones. Yes. Whereas Steam is built into the application. Yes. And works on any device. Yes. <clears throat> so why would I do this? If you have a Samsung phone. Um, this one can do any game on your PC. Ah, so it's not just steam games yes of course i can also take non-steam games and play them in steam sure unless they're with like some other uh store launcher thing yeah sign into your play galaxy link with your samsung account the apple search for your pc for installed games or you can add them yourself manually so that's the one pluses it has you don't technically have to have a steam game but yeah steam also itself can just put whatever you want in there so yeah Speaking of Steam, though, we could literally go down to the next topic. Sure. Because the Steam controller is no more. 
It well, it has been abandoned by Valve. Yes, you cannot buy. No, I went on today to check, and it is <laughs> indeed sold out. No more of them are coming. It's too bad. Steam Machine was such a great idea. Mm-hmm. And then it just didn't. It just fizzled out. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, Steam Controller is dead. I have two of them. They're they're decent controllers. I don't doubt it. But I'm not surprised that they're dead. <laughs> Gesundheit. Thank you. Um. Oh, this is an unfortunate topic. What? The next one down. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I put, I put this one on specifically for you, Dave. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And I'm now sad. What what Dave is talking about is the fact that uh, earlier this week, Facebook posted on the Oculus blog that they are acquiring Beat Games, which is the studio behind Dave's favorite VR game, Beat Saber. Yep. One of the two favorites. It's tied now. What's your other one? Uh, Autica. Oh, okay. Which is the one I saw at PAX, which is the one that's Beat Saber, but with guns. It's still, at some point, I want to play Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Have you never played it? No. Oh my god. Really? Yeah, no, I've never played it. I've seen it played multiple times. Oh, uh, I mean, it doesn't, that doesn't need to be VR. You can just play that. Really? Yeah, it, it was a computer game before it was a VR game. Oh. VR makes it, like, it takes it to another level. Yes. Because you're sitting there and, like... Damn, you are alone in the room with a bomb, and when the lights go out, the lights go out, and you're yeah. like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And yeah. So it's a lot of fun on VR, but you don't, you don't need to play a VR. You can play that just, like, standard. Hmm. Might have to try that at some point. And if not, then I'm sure between Brian and I, we will have it covered <laughs> at Manistee next year. <clears throat> So, Beat Saber. Now available on Android? What? Beat Saber is? No. Keep talking and nobody explodes. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, not VR. Yeah. But still, I could pick it up. Yeah. yeah. It was 10 bucks. Yeah. It was worth it. I've got plenty of Google funny money right now. Oh, speaking of which, I gotta... It's December now. I have to spend some. Oh, cool. You can, you can do it with Google Daydream. So you so, can play it VR. So what I need to do is actually go and get my Google um, Cardboard. Well, Cardboard was different than Daydream. It was? I think. I thought it was just Cardboard was the cheap Daydream. Well, but Daydream has the the, um, the remote. Oh. But I also don't think Daydream works with the Pixel 4. Oh, uh, it works with the Pixel 3 and the Pixel 2 and the Pixel. Discover all Daydream-ready phones. Pixel 3, Pixel 2, Pixel. No Pixel 4. Yet. I mean, they, they haven't updated the page. possible that it does work. It's just they didn't really think about it, because who the hell at Google is still paying attention to this? <clears throat> Google discontinues Daydream VR headsets and drops. The company confirmed to Verge that the new Pixel 4 won't be Daydream uh, capable. Okay, well, then you can't use Daydream with your Pixel 4. Nope. That's sad. Okay, you probably don't want to buy it on Android. No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, We'll, we'll play it this summer. All right. It's a fun, fun game. Well, the um, okay, but Facebook buying Beat Games. Yes. Back to that. Why? I mean, I, I guess I know why because it's a successful VR product. 
and Oculus needs those if it wants to survive. Mm-hmm. And it's avail- It's already available on Oculus and Oculus Quest. And I guess like Facebook is just looking at that and saying, you know what? Yeah, let's just let's just grab that like yes. right now. They said that they have only scratched the surface with Beat Saber in terms of social features, new modes, music, and more. Yep. <clears throat> He also um, saying that Facebook and Beat Games would try to preserve the value that mods bring to the Beat Saber player base, but noting that they took a dim view of people using mod capabilities to violate IP rights or run malware on people's computers. Yeah, I mean, well, the second part of that, 100%, you shouldn't use mods to run malware. (laughs) Yes. That's not, I think we can all get behind saying, like, that's really not cool. Yeah. It's not intended for engaging in piracy or illicit modding, including mods that infringe on third-party IP rights. Yeah, so that's the thing that's going to like drive people nuts. Because they want their own music in the game? Because they want other music in the game. So kind of like um, Amplitude, where you could put your own songs in? Right. Well, okay. not, no, not Amplitude. Rock, like modded rock band where you've got your own tracks oh okay that's that's what they're talking about is is doing like player created content using protected songs gotcha okay i mean good for them i mean they they you know hey they got bought by facebook i feel like that's some v you know venture capitalist like goals uh yeah but like they were a great little indie group that did a fantastic job and now they're owned by facebook Okay, maybe nothing will come of it. Hopefully. Uh, intersection of video games and law and the real world. Okay. Typically, in order to sue someone, you must have that person. What? Right? Like, if I want to sue, uh, you know, like, oh man, uh, I, well, I don't, I don't have a good example for me for, for what this is like. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield. We'll just go with the story itself. Pokemon Sword and Shield was leaked beforehand. Not the game, but images from a strategy guide for the game. With me so far? Yes. So images were leaked. The Pokemon Company, which which is the literal name of the Pokemon Company, uh, sometimes referred to as TPC International, um, they know that the, like, there was only one way to access that document, and they know... Only a select group of people had access to that document. So they know, like, in general where the leak came from. But they do not know specific people, okay? Okay. They are suing the specific people, but they don't know who the specific people are. They are suing the person who leaked the document, but they don't know who that person is. So who are they suing, then? (laughs) The person who leaked the document. And I, I... expect and assume that as part of that suit will be the investigation of who that person is so they're they're basically trying to sue somebody saying we think it might be one of these people but we want to we don't know who it is exactly but we're suing them hmm. okay according to the suit four discord users have been identified after hiring outside forensic experts it seems one user was the picture taker while the other three helping the originator spread the images on social media right. the identities but discord of- users are in theory anonymous but the pokemon company looks to serve subpoenas on discord and 4chan to discover that information okay good luck with 4chan <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good luck with that one. But maybe Discord? It's a U.S. company. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Well, we'll see how the, what comes of this. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I've been playing Sword and Shield. Well, They're you fun. are one of many millions. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, fastest-selling Switch game on record. Two million copies sold in the first two days. Jeez. Keep going. That was in the U.S. Oh, that was just the U.S.? Six yeah. million copies sold worldwide. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is... That's a popular game. Yes. That is a very popular, popular game. I mean, to be fair, it's the first Pokemon game released in, like, actual canon storyline, etc. Pokemon game in, in, like, a couple years. It's also the first one that has ever been released on a console instead of on a handheld. Except that the Switch is kind of a handheld and in fact laura and i have been using ours exclusively as handhelds the only time my switch has been in its dock in the last like three weeks has been to charge (laughs) it's a convenient way to put it away and out of the plate like out of the way that would make sense so yeah i'm just trying to think of where we want to go from here I mean, we've been going down the list. I guess we could just keep going down the list. Oh, is today... We can still vote for Zach today, right? Yes, good call. I forgot to vote today. Doing that right now. Uh, vote Two for more days. CNN Hero of the Year, Zach Weigel. Whoop. Confirm votes. So yeah, no, uh, next Sunday at 8 p.m. is when the uh, announcement is. Okay. Yeah, it goes till Tuesday. Um. So, yes, uh, other good news. Um, 2K, we talked about it, where they were having a uh, retweet campaign to uh, donate up to half a million dollars to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Mm-hmm. They have reached that uh, mark. So they are committed to donating $500,000 to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So props cool. to 2K on that one. I mean, props when they make the donation, right? I, you think they're not going <laughs> to... I No, I, I fully expect they will. I, yeah. I don't expect them to renege on that. But, like, you know, wait for them to make the actual donation, and then you say props. Man, welcome to 2019, where everybody gets cynical. Well? Yes, I understand why. I mean, come on! <laughs> so... That's pretty cool, though, and I'm I'm glad that they are doing this, and I, I applaud them. Uh, 2K has, you know, come under fire for things in the past and, and game decisions and choices that they've made. So good to see they're doing something good. So yes, no, props to them. Ah. Uh... <laughs> okay, Google Stadia. Oh, Google Stadia. Yeah. So um, Google Stadia said that... Um, Games would be able to, uh, all Stream games at launch support 4K. Yeah, how did that work out? Well, um, we des- according to um, <laughs> the newest talk about it was, um, we designed Stadia to enable 4K at 60 frames per second. We want all games to play 4K at 60 frames per second, but sometimes for artistic reasons, a game is 4K at 30, so Stadia always streams at 4K via at 60 frames per second via two times encoder. Okay, that that was a lot of words. Yes. Care they to they said, okay, um, all games at launch support 4K, which means they said that basically any game that Ever. you will be able to play will be able to be played at 4K. Okay. The truth of that matter is, is the fact that... Not the all game, games are made for 4K. No. Um, Destiny 2 renders at 1080p and then is upscaled to 4K. So it's basically at 1080p. Yes. 
but on a 4K screen. Which will probably look horrible. <sighs> promises made, promises kept. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 renders at 1080p or 1440p, depending on what data rate you're using, and then is upscaled to 4K on your Chromecast Ultra. So they, they made a promise that they probably couldn't keep and yes. shouldn't have made. I mean, it's Google, right? What's new? Yeah. Ha ha ha. Do we have any numbers on Stadia yet as, like, how they're doing in general? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know, but this is... Oh, oh, the other fun fact is that the uh, up to 4K resolution is part of the Stadia Pro subscription. So people are paying extra to have the games at up to 4K, but the games aren't actually at 4K. Oh, lovely. Oh, Google. Just why? Lovely. Why would you make promises like this? No, oh, I know why, because it sells the damn thing. Yes. Okay. I need to get off my cynical high horse. <laughs> um, what else do we have, Andy? Well, next we thing have, on the list. <laughs> tell me we have something good. Uh, do we not have any positive topics left? Don't, I don't think so. Uh, Steam sale? There's a Steam sale in progress. It'll probably be over by the time this episode goes up. All right, so the, the next one on the list? Sure. The top 1% of app publishers generate 80% of all new installs. Wait, what? Top 1% of publishers are... It, yeah, I mean, Netflix. Yeah. Right? Like, there are certain apps that will be on everyone's phones. Here, here, let me go to Google Play. And the very first thing it's showing me are, like, all the top charts. Like, of course, this 1%, now granted 1% on here is big. But yeah, this 1% is going to be, like, the, the top stuff. Yeah, there are approximately 792,000 publishers globally across the App Store and Google Play. The top 1%, or 7,920, of those publishers generated 23.6 billion unique installs, or 80% of both stores combined total installs of 29.6 billion. Yeah. So that means the remaining 6 billion downloads were shared among the remaining 784,000 publishers. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't surprise me. That's less does than that one thousandth of a percent of the downloads generated by Facebook. But, like, does that surprise you in, in any way? No. No, it doesn't. The top 1% of game publishers generated 9.1 billion downloads. The remaining 99% of gamers generated 2 billion downloads. So, yeah, no, if you're popular on mobile platforms, you're popular. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're not... Good luck. Yeah. It's the long tail scenario. Which, granted, you know, the long tail is still, what, 2 billion downloads? So the long tail is it's a lot, right? It's still, it is not a small amount. No. Yeah. I'm looking through the apps and I'm like, these are all big publishers. And of course, they're all going to be on everyone's phone. There are way too many food and drink apps, by the way. There's like, there's an Aldi app. What the hell do you get from the Aldi app? Does it tell me where things are in the goddamn store? Because <laughs> it did. That would be amazing. I know the Meyer app does that, but Aldi is like. Wait, Aldi the Meyer is, app does that? Oh, it'll tell you where it is. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, the Meyer app actually like tells you where stuff is in the store. All right, hold on. I'm opening the Meyer app right now. Okay, so where am I where am I going here? Oh. I, I haven't <laughs> used it in forever. There aren't any Meyer out here. <clears throat> Your store, none selected. All right, so let me select a store. 
All right, we'll pick our Meyer. Set as my home store. All right, now what? Find products. There should be like a map of the store. Dairy, your store. Okay. No, it just gives me a section. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can search for ramen. International aisle 11. Well, damn. There you go. You're you're welcome. <laughs> Well, shoot, that'll be helpful whenever, you know, like we're up north or something and we don't know. You, you know. don't know that Meyer? Yeah, we don't know that Meyer. Yep. So then, yeah, we could just log. Oh, wow. Dang. You learn something new every day. I mean, that's kind of the point of this podcast, isn't it? Yeah. To, to give you something new? I guess so. Sure. <clears throat> um, so FedEx had the self-delivery um, boxes show up in New York City last week. Not for actually... Um, delivering things. They were there for a preview party for its Small Business Saturday event. Uh, the problem was the fact that uh, they didn't actually ask New York permission to deploy the robots. Oh, no. <laughs> Oops. So, uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio basically said, get out on Twitter. On Twitter? On Twitter, yes. He said, first of all, FedEx, never get a robot to do a New Yorker's job. We have the finest workers in the world. Second of all, we didn't grant permission for these to clog up our streets. If we see any of these bots, we'll send them packing. Okay, so first of all, that first sentence is fucking bullshit and stupid. Never get a robot to do a New Yorker's job? Yeah, like, I could think of hundreds of jobs that should be done by a robot. My God, every time I go to McDonald's... (laughs) In my head, I go, I know what I ordered. The machine knows what I ordered. Why did the person? I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like, oh, yeah, no, someone needs to go down into the sewer and clear out the uh, the, the fatberg. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, we need to send someone along the subway line where and there's, you know. For, check for rail integrity. Right. And not get bit by rats or, you hit know, by electrocute a train. themselves or hit by a train. or Right. Like, there are a lot of jobs that are inherently unsafe. How many bomb threats do you think there are, and now I'm on a list again, in New York? <laughs> oh, probably tons. Like, you, you, you don't want a bomb disposal robot to go up to that thing? I mean, for goodness sakes, the amount of bomb threats that have been happening in the Kalamazoo area recently has just been, ugh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very upset at, at Mayor de Blasio's idiocy. Not to mention how stuck up that sounds, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have the best workers in the world. Like, really? Really? New York's a great city, but, like, the world is big. But, yes, no, the, um... Oh, and, and finally, what a fucking head-in-the-sand moment. You don't think this is coming? You think that just saying, oh, yeah, we should keep working because we have the best workers, that that's the right way to do it? Not, oh, yeah... This is another potential way we can unbind ourselves from this need that everyone needs to have a job. Which is funny because about three topics down, we're talking about artificial intelligence and jobs. Yeah, and the fact that like every job is at threat. From yeah, well, these AI. Um, well, there's two threats. Do you want to just jump to that topic? Sure. Okay. The um, so there's the, the two threats. One is the automation. Yep. Job. So the 800 million global workers could be replaced by robots by 2030. Yeah. But now the Brookings Institute says 
that um, there are a lot of white collar jobs that are actually also still uh, looking to be replaced, not by automation, but by artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, so the the ones here are all a lot of them are um, pretty high up white collar <laughs> jobs, chemical engineers, political scientists. Unfortunately, that's very true. Nuclear technicians, physicists, occupational therapists, gas plant operators and administrative law judges, adjudicators and hearing officers. Yeah. Judgment and optimization. Yeah. Political scientists right now. Yeah. No, that, we're arguing against that with Facebook. Facebook said, you know what? The amount of data that we're going to allow people to basically pinpoint by, you know, they, they have data, which is really funny is Facebook's, you know, had the data last time of basically your political leanings. We know this, the data selfie stuff here. I think I still have that running. Oh, the data selfie surfer shut down on July 1st, 2018. Oh, the extension probably... can still track your activity for you and save the data on your computer, but won't give you any new predictions. No, I should probably just go turn off that uh, extension then because it keeps screwing up Facebook. Well, I guess I'm just going <laughs> to, yeah, I should probably just uh, stop that then. Turn that one off. Remove from Chrome. Yes. Thank you. I love that I can right click now and just say remove from Chrome for extensions. Helps me so often at work. Where Where is that remove from Chrome? If I just right click on an extension in the upper right corner. I don't have it in my toolbar. Oh, I don't know where to get it in my toolbar. Mine showed up in my toolbar. Maybe I have to turn it back. Oh, I have to turn it back on. And now I can <laughs> remove from Chrome. Remove. Okay. Well, that's gone. <clears throat> so yeah, like, I mean, AI is coming and automation is coming. And the two of them together are going to just take every job in the world. Yep. <clears throat> so going back to Mayor de Blasio, screw you. How long before every single taxi cab driver in New York is an automated taxi. Yep. How many taxi cab drivers are in New York? Let's just... A lot. Oh, my God. Uh, officially? Like... How many? No, not... I don't want... Data City of New York. These are the actual medallion owners. Oh, I have to download the data. 500 medallion taxi cabs. <laughs> I've got 181,821 medallion owners. Um... According to the recently updated Taxi and Limousine Commission of NYC. Okay. Because they're talking about columns in this data set, and then the number of rows is 181,821. Well, but is that like everyone that's ever been assigned, including if it has been reassigned? Uh, I think... Medallion drivers active. This is a list of drivers with current TLC driver's license who authorizes the drivers to operate a licensed yellow and green taxi cab. I mean, I'm on Wikipedia and it's saying 13,000 taxis in service. I'm looking on the New York City website. Right. <laughs> the New send York me, City send me website. Send the link to your, your site. Okay. Send me the link. I want to see this. Show me this data set. I'm sending you the link. Data, City of New York, U.S. Transportation, Medallion Drivers, Active. List of drivers with current TLC license, authorized drivers to operate. Taxicabs list is accurate as the date and time shown in the last update field. About this data set. Okay. There are six columns. Last updated, last updated. Expiration date, 2022. Sort ascending. Oh, well, a number of these are now expired. <laughs> well, yes, because they were expired today. Yes. Uh, hmm. But still, that's 182,000 rows in this table. This is actually a really cool website. Yes, I know. New York City did a lot of opening their data to just 
everybody. Group by type. What types are there? Friction. Uh, group by type. Sort. Sure. At a measure. <laughs> Excuse me. Medallion. Okay, so why does this say there's 181,000 drivers, but Wikipedia says there are 14,000 medallions? Well, it's possible that you have multiple drivers per medallion, right? I, I don't know how medallions exactly work. Because if I am a taxi company, I have a fleet of cars. Yes. It is not one driver per car. Taxi cabs in New York City. <clears throat> As of March 14, 2014, there were 51,398 individuals licensed to drive medallion taxi cabs. There were 13,605 taxi cab medallion licenses in existence. Okay. So we're both right. So yeah, there are currently, yeah, there's a lot of people who are able to... Holy shit! The 2018 green taxi trip data includes pickup and drop-off date times, pickup and drop-off locations, distance fares, rate, payment types, and driver-reported passenger counts. (laughs) Jesus Christ! This is every taxi ride in New York in 2018. Including the pickup location and drop-off location. I really hope that data's anonymized. It, well, that doesn't tell you who it is. Okay. Just where. API. Oh my god, there's an API for this. This is fantastic. Holy shit, there's a data dictionary for... Oh my god. Flag indicates whether a trip record was held in vehicle memory before sending to the vendor because the vehicle did not have a connection to the server. Wow! I... Okay. And this is all free. Yep, New York put all their data out there, so basically they told people, hey, you know, here's this massive data amount. This is a huge data set. Do something with it. And most of the time people, you know, are able to find, you know, the, the hidden nuggets in there. Oh my god, I I love it. And it's like, there are tons of data sets. Mm-hmm. Popular data sets. Most popular data sets. What is the most popular data set from New York? Uh, civil service list, four hire vehicles, permit issues, 311 service requests. Yeah, I bet that's a list that people are interested in. Motor vehicle collision crashes. They have some smart people working on this. This is incredible. Holy crap. The the current data set for four higher vehicles that are active right now is 1.2 million. <clears throat> no, no, that can't. No, that's views. Never mind. A hundred and okay. A hundred and fifteen thousand four higher vehicles are currently active. Oh, my God. I need to like I want to play with this data. Ah, <laughs> uh, sweet. It has latitude and longitude. Person's injured. Contributing factors. D- Dave, can we can we get back to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So, so speaking of AI, key for the crash table. Yes. Do, do you remember when um, AlphaGo uh, played off against the um, Go champion? <clears throat> yep. Um, he's now retiring. Oh. Um, he has Oops. decided to retire after realizing I'm not at the top, even if I become the number <clears throat> one. Because there is an entity that cannot be defeated, and that is AlphaGo. AlphaGo. Except they turned off AlphaGo, didn't they? I, I don't know. Oh, he's, despite his retirement, he's due to play against another AI system in December. Okay. I'm retiring, but I'll still play. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he is, he is considered to be, like, an amazing Go player. Like, yeah. one of the best ever Certainly the best that currently exists. On behalf of the whole AlphaGo team at DeepMind, I'd like to congratulate E.C. Dahl for his legendary decade at the top of the game and wish him the very best for the future. Sadal, but yes. Sadal, 
Yeah, Lee Sedol. Lee Sedol. During the AlphaGo matches, he demonstrated true warrior spirit and kept us on the edges of our seats to the very end, which... Mind you, he did actually win one of the matches. Was it just one? I think it was, Jay. I think he lost four, but won at least a match. Yep. Yeah, so he'll be playing against Handall, a program developed by South Korea's HN or NHN Entertainment Corp., which has already defeated the country's top five Go players. Looks like AlphaGo might not be the only one out there. Nope. Oh my god, please have AlphaGo play the new one. Even with a two-stone advantage, I feel like I will lose the first game to Handall. These days, I don't follow Go News. I wanted to play comfortably against Handall as I've already retired, though I will do my best. We given an advantage of two stones in the first game. Well, wow, they are confident. But he, he himself said, advantage. even with the two-stone advantage, I feel like I'm going to lose the first game. Yeah, well, because it's a, it's a new AI. He doesn't know its patterns. He doesn't know its algorithm. Yeah, he said, yeah, I'm retired. I don't follow the news anymore. <laughs> I'll come back out. We'll see how this goes. It probably won't go well for me, but I'll try my best. Oh, what about Alpha Star? Where's that? Right now, Alpha Star blog is now at Grandmaster level of StarCraft 2. Okay, well... <laughs> But yes, no, speaking of AI, the um, the director of machine learning research at NVIDIA basically says that workers should evaluate the future of their own roles by asking three questions. One, is my job fairly repetitive? Two, are there well-defined objectives to evaluate my job? And three, is there a large amount of data access- accessible to train an AI system? Um, it's hard to answer that truthfully and honestly. Is but a it- large part of my job repetitive? Yes. I stand up on the stage and I say almost exactly the same thing multiple times. Are there metrics? Yes. How my trainees do at their assessments. We built a formalized system of assessments. Is there a large data set for which to train? Don't know. Probably not. But like... My my job, the thing they pay me for is not standing on the stage. It's when I'm going around and helping people and teaching them like what they need. And it's responding to their questions. Yes. Uh, AI exposure is likely and suggests workers should aim for jobs that require more creativity and human intuition. This doesn't necessarily mean an entire career change. For instance, for lawyers and accountants, there are aspects of the job that require human interaction, collaboration, and high-level strategy and creativity. These will be more valuable in the future. Yes, you know. I, I deal with automation all the time. We literally, our automation servers run the radio stations. We set them up and then they go. Yeah. But, and that's not even AI. No. That's that, just, that is automation. Yes. But, you know, if we go out on remote somewhere, you know, people aren't going to want to see a computer on a table when they go, you know, out to a remote to, you know, the coffee shop or the car dealership or something. They're going to want to see a DJ. Or somebody there to interact with them. I mean, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you what? You would think, like, if I put an Alexa out there? <laughs> it would be hilarious. Oh, think of the trolling. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else we got? We got a couple of uh, cord-cutting topics. First off, sure. Mystery Science Theater 3000 has been canceled by Netflix. I didn't know it was still going. Well, it's only been on for uh, two seasons. So okay. there's probably only, what, 26 episodes? 
Um, also, you can turn to Pluto TV's 24-7 Mystery Science Ch- 3000 channel for their entire catalog from 1988 to 1999. Yep, I could watch Mystery Science Theater right now if I wanted to, it seems. You you could. Yep. Do you want to? I don't know. It's it's a lot of the, the shotgun humor. Yep. Where, you know, it's there's some funny bits, but there's a lot of stuff there. They're just, you know... Machine, machine gun shotgun humor. It's just you just keep firing, and sooner or later you're going to hit with something. Right. But <gasps> Oh, did you the, see? The shoot, this is not a topic, but I forgot about it. Cards Against Humanity doing their uh, Black... Did they do a Black Friday thing? Yeah. Where they raise the price? No. Um, they're battling an AI to keep their jobs. What? Starting at 11 a.m. on Friday, so uh, for the next 16 hours, so it's already over not by now. They were facing off against an AI. <clears throat> we taught a computer how to write card against humanity cards. Over the next 16 hours, our writers will battle. See who can write the most popular new pack of cards. If the writers win, they get 5,000 bonus. If the AI wins, we fire the writers. <coughs> okay. Um, <laughs> writers sold 2% more packs. Their jobs are safe. And it lists out the cards. Yes. Uh, I gotta say, the AI cards are pretty good. There's a lot of things here on, though, um, that are topical that the AI would not know right away. But yeah, no, some of these <laughs> AI cards... The AI is a lot of sex. Like, I <laughs> want to... It's a lot of sex. The human cards, like, there there are very few sex things in there. Uh, the AI is almost entirely sex. Oh my gosh, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Wait, number 47 in both lists is the same thing. Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> Wait, how does that work? I don't know. Also, the AI generated 100. And the workers only generated 60. And the pack is 30. That's crazy. <laughs> what does this have to do with Black day, Friday? This whole card. thing is an elaborate stunt to get attention and make money while overworking our employees. Isn't that what Black Friday is all about? Yep. Yep. Wow. All right. <clears throat> we should hit the randoms unless there's something else you want to talk about. Uh, Disney Plus is blocking certain VPNs. So all that advertising about like, yeah, you can use a VPN to watch this from a different place. Maybe not. Maybe not. So those people who are promoting, basically trying to (laughs) circumvent security, not so much? Yeah, not Mm. so much. Okay. Uh, Random review, Dave. I would like to review my new headphones. These are Sony... WH-XB900N. That just really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sony really wins on the naming convention thing. So this is the slightly cheaper model than the WH-XB1000N. They are active, noise-canceling, wireless Bluetooth headphones. They are over-the-ear, so they are not earbuds. They are, like, headphones. Uh, that entirely encompass your ears. And I didn't realize how nice it is not to have to worry about the cord. You could just be like me and have my Sennheiser HD202s with my, what, 10-foot-long cord? Right. It's, the length of the cord is not the issue. Oh. I have these, these like, uh, I don't even know, I think it's LG G430s, which is a really nice, like, light headphone to use for gaming and communication. They've got a microphone on them. They're really nice, and the cord is definitely long enough. Forget it. Just forget it. 
I don't care how long your cord is. There's a cord. When you don't have the cord, it changes the, the sensation and the freedom. Uh, the quality, the audio quality of these headphones is pretty sweet. Like, not going to lie, it's, it's, it's actually pretty good. Uh, it emphasizes the bass a little bit, and I think I saw that it goes down to 2 hertz. Hear every note with extra bass. Yeah, well, they are not joking. Um, it has some really interesting options in the app, uh, including using, speaking of machine learning and artificial intelligence, you can take a picture of your ear and send that to a Sony server, and it will recalibrate the headphones to offer an optimal listening experience. What type of bullshit is that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> it only works with certain music apps. Uh, it does have... So it's, it's active noise canceling. So, yes. like, I everything is quieter, which is kind of nice. It, it gives you a more, like, centralized listening experience. Um, it does have an audio pass-through. So you can turn on ambient noise and you can say like, yes, I'd like it to be uh, noise canceling, but not as much noise canceling. And you can even set it to be like not noise canceling at all. It just turns that off. In fact, it can even go beyond turning it off because it uses the microphones that it has to do the noise canceling and passes that through to you. So even though you're wearing headphones, you can even hear what's outside. Which would make sense. Right. Yeah. But like because it's over the ear headphones, sometimes you, you, you know, there's passive noise canceling. Yes. And so this can go around the passive noise canceling. Uh, it can also selectively pass through. So it can pass through. It says like focus on on vocal ranges so it can pass through human speech and the sounds that would be in that vocal range and that that sound range but still block other things. It has a 30-hour battery life. That's nice. Yep. And it has two buttons on it. Uh, one is the power button, and the other is... Oh, cool. So my battery's about 50%, because if you tap the power button, it just gives you a battery update. Uh, the other one is the, like, smart assistant button. The headphones do not have a smart assistant built into them. I'm guessing it works with your phone's built-in assistant, or...? It works with either Alexa or Google. Does it connect How? Through your phone. Through your phone, okay. Yeah, through your phone. Built-in the... microphone for hands-free calls? Huh. Which I haven't tried. I don't know how good that microphone is. In fact, I'm not sure I knew there was a microphone. It says built-in mic for easy conversation on uh, from selected smartphones. So I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know if that's... I don't know if these headphones that I'm currently wearing have that. But they're damn comfortable. Like, they are really nice. They get a little warm. Like, you have to, you have to open them up every so often and let air get to your ears. But yeah, I know. I see that it's got the uh, AAC, APTX, APTX HD. You're Bluetooth version the codex? Four, yeah. Sure. Well, that's what it... That's what I, you know... That's your that's your jam? Yeah. Because the Bluetooth is nice if you're listening to things, but sometimes... Um, well, yeah, so, the, like, the delay when you're watching things can suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these don't have that delay, or at least they have not yet had that delay. <clears throat> Granted, it's 4.2, so it's probably not upgradable to 5 whenever 5 actually comes out, but that's who knows when that's going to happen. Probably not, but, I mean, possibly... 
there there's so much technology built into these headphones that like it would not surprise me if you could do a firmware update like that. Now the one major complaint I have with the headphones is I like using them with multiple devices and it's bluetooth. Like, right now it's paired with the computer. Yep. And I'm when I walk away from the computer I have to reset it with my phone. And I don't know if this is an, a Bluetooth issue or a Dave issue or something, but, like, I've not yet figured out the correct pattern of buttons to, to like, easily move from one to the other. Like, this morning, I had to re—no, not this morning. This morning was fine because it was already synced with the computer. But yesterday, when I, when I turned them on to connect them to the computer, I had to— um, remove it from the computer completely and repair it. I'm pretty sure that's not what you're supposed to need to do. Um, do you have the NFC turned on on your phone? Yes. Uh, according to the specifications chart, it's got NFC uh, capability for pairing. Yes, I saw that too. I, I haven't played around with that to actually like figure out what that means. Like, how do I pair it with it? Do I just, I hold the phone up to it and it pairs automatically? Probably should. Yep. But again, like, how do I move it back to the computer then? Because the computer doesn't have NFC. No, you probably have to do the, the, um, have the computer scan for devices, I think. So it's, it's a little weird for that. Um, and then I, I also like take it to work and I bring it home cause I just connect it to my work computer and then I have headphones at work. And again, it's really nice not to have to worry about the cord. You don't really think about how nice it is not to have to worry about the cord until you realize you haven't worried about the cord for like two hours. Yes, but granted, I deal with cords all the time at work. So yep. I, <laughs> I have not once worried about my cord. Andy? Yeah? Man, I trust me, it's a different experience. So I bought these on sale, because uh, otherwise they're pretty expensive. Yeah. If you're going to buy them at full price, you, you may as well like just spend the extra money and get the next level up. But they're pretty damn good. I'm, I'm very happy with these headphones. These are easily the most money I've ever spent on a pair of headphones. Which is funny, because the um, <laughs> Sony headphones can really get up there. Yep. <clears throat> so that's the review. I believe we have a random topic. Yes, we do. And random it starts snowing again outside. Random topic rolled ahead of time. Are you going yeah. to be responsible for your parents and in-laws when they are too old to be responsible for themselves? And why? Um, probably not, because I, knowing my parents, they, they won't let it get to that point. They don't want to be alive and not able to take care of themselves. Mm. So, like... That's, yeah, you know, there's there's some emotional baggage associated with that, like a ton of it, but that's kind of where it is. I have a feeling parent and in-law parent, both are going to be highly independent to the very end. Mm-hmm. So I have yep. a feeling, yeah, both of them are not going to want me to do anything. Right. Like, what do... I, I guess, yes, for a very short time, because I am... I have been given instructions to, like, take them to Oregon, where assisted suicide is legal. That... that is... that's a... <laughs> yeah, you are correct by saying that is a lot of emotional baggage right there. Yep. Yep. Yes, it is. Ooh, All that's, right. uh... that's... that's a... Uh, I think that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.